Welcome to Voice of Change, your radio program, raising transformational leaders. I am your host, Olajumoke Adenowo. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. Are you ready for a paradigm shift? Then join me on this brief and exciting journey. You're on to Voice of Change, and it's been an interesting two weeks talking about why sub-Saharan African countries in general just don't seem to fulfill potential. We've debunked some theories. It's not because we have malaria. It's not because the weather is hot. It's not because our skin is black. You know that already anyway. But you know, some people still say it. It's not because we are lazy and therefore we let despots rule us, like the French philosopher Montesquieu said. It is not because we were ruled by colonials. Other countries exist under the same conditions and they thrive. Singapore, Malaysia were colonized. Even America was colonized. That has not fated them to underdevelopment. They've made rapid progress in the last few decades. What then is the issue? Have you, like I have been, been wondering about this? Well, let's continue this conversation right after the break. Stay tuned to Voice of Change. See them Follow us today on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Adinawa Ola Jumoke and on Twitter at Jumoke Adinawa. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host Ola Jumoke Adinawa and we can continue this conversation on Twitter at Jumoke Adinawa and on Instagram. Like I hint, I'm better with Instagram. What is wrong with African countries in general? Why, for instance, has the Arab Spring not delivered the dividends we expect in Egypt? I said it then on Voice of Change when Nigerians said, we are going to riot because of oil prices hiked. We're going to have a Nigerian Spring. At that time, the Arab Spring was fresh in everybody's memory. It just happened. And I said, it's not going to work. It has failed. Because the foundations of the problem were not addressed. Last week, we concluded saying, wherever you find underdevelopment and a nation not fulfilling its potential, you find that there is an elite that is exploiting the country to the detriment of the masses and to their own benefit. Hmm. In one word, who has access to political power seems to be the difference between which country thrives and which one does not. In the countries that thrive, there is no succession in perpetuity of the same elite ruling, not leading, ruling from one generation to the other. Mexico had 52 presidents in 56 years. So change in government does not help because you can replace one elite with another set of elites, one set of oppressors for another set of oppressors. So it's not about changing government. It is about strong political institutions. What is the power of political institutions? It is the politicians that determine the economic policies. And you know, factually, in every country where you leave politicians to just do what they want, the economic policies that they determine actually favor them. Therefore, they give you economic policies that determine who can have a banking license or who cannot. They put bankers there in place that would lend money to them and their families. That is a fact that we have found in every country. However, in the countries with strong political institutions, you can do it for one term of office. The people are waiting for you. The very next cycle of elections, you are out. It's not that the politicians in Great Britain or America are better intrinsically than the politicians in Nigeria or in Ghana 
or in Sierra Leone. The political institutions keep them in check. They know that if we mess up in this term, we are out. Therefore, in their own enlightened self-interest, they behave. You wonder, why do political institutions matter so much? Because like we said, they determine policy. Policy on every level. Access to land. Hmm. Do you know that there's some countries you cannot own land? Very recently, one small African country had a dictator for 22 years who would appropriate your business if he likes it. So you have a clinic that is running, he takes it over. You have a bakery that is running, the president takes it over. You have a hotel that is running, he smashes your face in. Nobody was secure. In that kind of country, what is the incentive to do well? Why should I develop my clinic to such a standard that the president now likes it and steals it from me? Economic policies. If I don't have access to capital, how can I innovate? If I develop a patent and you do not give me credit for my patent and I cannot find the money to fund my talent and fund my ideas, why should I come up with ideas? We all know about Thomas Edison. He developed the light bulb and did so much with electricity. Edison was one of seven children, homeschooled by his own mother. His father was at various times a shingler, an innkeeper. The odds were stacked against him. But Edison was bright and he came up with one patent after the other. He sold most of the patents in the beginning, but that was not the real way to make money. At some point, he actually began to develop his own ideas with money that was lent to him by a bank. Now, when the political institutions have formed such economic policies such that the common man, the man on the street, does not have access to capital, why should he innovate? And if he does not innovate, why should there be technology? For things to work in any country, the barriers to starting companies to entrepreneurship should be abolished. Things should be made easy so that it's not only the rich that the banks lend money to, but those who need it. You know, it's very funny that the bank begs the rich to come and borrow. But those who really need to borrow the money, they don't have any access to it. We see it in Nigeria with Amcon. When they publish the list of those who owe them, who do you see? People who you thought were rich. Hmm. This is why the elite keep the political institutions in place so that they continue to perpetuate the oligarchy. I will leave you with this story. It's not an African thing alone. One of the richest men in the world, Carlos Slim, would not have joined those ranks if there was an even playing field. Carlos Slim operates in Mexico and everybody knows it's an open secret that he bought over one of the state-owned telecoms companies in the process that was not exactly fair. He came to the United States and he tried to disenfranchise one of the companies who already had a license to operate in South America. The company just went to court and sued him. He ended up paying $454 million in fines. Therefore, Carlos Slim and Bill Gates are totally different people. Bill Gates in an even playing field, has managed to build what he has built. Carlos Slim, in an environment where he has access to politicians where others don't, in an atmosphere of pure privilege, has become one of the richest people in the world. I hear so many stories of rich people in Nigeria and I'm not inspired, I'm not impressed because they had privileged access. They may be rich, but it's not a story that you can tell to the next generation. They're missing bits that cannot be said publicly. It is a success that is not replicable. Therefore, it is not inspiring. At best, they teach us that we should inveigle our way into the corridors of power 
so that we too can through nepotism, through cronyism, get access to the country's natural resources. Sadly, this is a story of what we call underdeveloped countries, an elite that stays in power to the detriment of all of the entire nation. What then is the answer? Join us on Voice of Change next week. Every day at Nigerite ushers a new dawn of quality, of beauty. For every 7 out of 10 landmark buildings you see across Nigeria, there's a touch of Nigerite's symbol of international quality building materials. For over 50 years, Nigerite has grown with Nigeria. We're the largest company in Nigeria that manufactures, markets, and installs roofing products. At Nigerite, we take pride in quality control and tradition of excellence. Today and always, we will continue to leverage on our world-class building component solutions and international affiliations to help transform the Nigerian building construction landscape. We are Nigerite, and we do it right always. Nigerite, for roofs, ceilings, and florins of distinction. Thank you for listening to Voice of Change. For inquiries, please visit 980 Noble Road in Lupeju, Lagos or log on to our website www.olajumakeadenawa.com Follow us today on Twitter with our Twitter handle at Jumakeadenawa. You can also call 0806-397-2911 or 0809-514-3574. Voice of Change is a corporate social responsibility of Awesome Treasures Foundation and AD Consulting Limited. This broadcast is proudly sponsored by Niger Wright. It's time for change.